All right. So today on the podcast, I have Owen and Cassie. Um, if you guys just want to introduce yourself, say hey. Hey. <laughs> I'm Owen. Nice to meet you all. <laughs> We've all been having a great time during quarantine, you know, just catching up and doing our thing. So Absolutely. are you guys ready to spill the true crime tea today? Super ready. Yeah. All Super. right. Um, so I'm not sure if you guys have heard about this case at all. Um, it's the case of Brandon Lawson, and he actually disappeared in Texas in 2013. Um, and there's been like some recent things that have come out, so that was kind of what prompted me to bring this case up. Um, I heard about it on another podcast, and before that I had never heard about it. And since then I've been like scouring the internet trying to like figure out, did they find him? Like what happened? And so, um, so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. All right. Okay. Just a little bit of background about Brandon. He um, was a 26-year-old man. He lived in San Angelo, Texas. He was the father of four children. And he previously worked in the oil fields. So, you know, he put in a lot of long days, had some, you know, sometimes he'd work for days on end. And so that caused a lot of tension in his relationship with him and his wife. And, you know, they fought often because, you know, he wasn't home. I'm sure, um, you know, with four children, you know, she probably felt like she was doing a lot of the work. So they would fight quite often. Um, That kind of caused them or caused Brandon to start looking for a new job. And so ultimately he found a new job, did, you know, all the requirements, took his mandatory drug test. He passed it and he got hired by this new company. And he was expected to start shortly after this time that he actually ended up disappearing. So on August 8th of 2013, Brandon and Ladessa, who is his wife, get into an argument, which seems like it's pretty frequent. (laughs) Um, And he decides that he's going to um, leave for the night. He wants to go stay with his father, who lives three hours away. And he leaves the house. Ladessa calls him and tries to convince him to, at the very least, just come back home or stay with your brother. He only lives five minutes away. Okay. (laughs) So why are you driving three hours? (laughs) Now that you mentioned that, I'm wondering the same thing. So too. Um, And she knew, you know, he's running along gas in his car, and it just didn't make sense. This was like 12.30 in the morning, so, like, it didn't make sense for you to drive three hours at midnight. Well, three hours Uh, is like a blip in Texas. It's like like around the corner. (laughs) I guess. I know, it's weird. Like, I feel like three hours away here is, like, halfway across the state, which it probably is. (laughs) And to you guys, it's probably like three hours going like five miles of traffic. With traffic, you know? Exactly. Um, So when he's about 45 minutes out, he ends up calling his brother, Kyle, which is the one that Ladessa said, why don't you just go stay with your brother? Um, And tells his brother he ran out of gas. (laughs) And (laughs) so... When Kyle got this call from Brandon, he called Ladessa just to, you know, let her know that he ran out of gas and asked if he could pick up a gas can from her because he must not have had one. I mean, I don't have a gas can. <laughs> so unless you have a lawnmower and stuff like that, like most people don't just carry on a gas can. So um, he called and asked if he could, you know, pick it up. She said, I'll leave it on the porch. I'm going to take a shower and go to bed. At this point, it was, you know, he left at 1230. So this was probably close to one in the morning. 
Um, and so he drives to their house, picks up the gas can, but Kyle, his brother, realizes that he didn't have any money in his checking account to <laughs> fill up the gas can. <laughs> um, I, I feel like he started a new job. And so, like, it just hadn't posted to his account yet. This is the brother, brother, Kyle, yes. (laughs) So, what he does is he plans on picking up the gas can, dropping it off, or picking up the gas can, going and picking up Brandon, driving to the gas station. Brandon can fill it up, and then they can go on their ways. Got it. Uh, So, he picks up the gas can and then drives to Brandon. Um... At some point, Brandon calls him and, you know, asks him if he's on his way. And he's like, yeah, I'm getting close. So in between that time that he talked to Kyle, something must have happened. And Brandon made a call to 911. Mm-hmm. And what I want from you is I want you to kind of, like, figure out what you think he's saying. Because it's really hard to understand. Okay. Um, so there's the two versions, the short or the regular speed and the slower speed. So okay. let's see if you, kind of what you guys think he says in this call. All right. Nine, two, thousand, thirteen, zero, fifty, and thirty-eight seconds. Nine one one emergency. Yeah, I'm in the middle of the field. It's safe. We're just pushing guys over. Right here going towards gasoline on both sides. My truck ran out of gas. There's one car here. Got shaken to the woods. Please hurry. Okay, now run that by me. No, we're not talking to him. Hi, you ran into him. Ah, you ran into him. Okay. That's the first guy. Do you need an ambulance? Yeah. No, I need the cops. Okay. Is anybody hurt? Hello? 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 car crash or something? Is that what you, you know. <laughs> yep. We'll try and decipher it. Yes, I'm in the middle of a field. There we go. <laughs> well, and then at, now it all makes sense. Right here going towards Abilene on both sides. I 
truck ran out of gas and there's- Wait, on both sides, what is that? My truck ran out- still, I mean, even with the transcript, like, it still just doesn't make sense, like- Okay, I'm in, the, like, middle, I'm in the middle of a field right here going towards Abilene on both sides. My truck ran out of gas. There's one car here. I got taken through the woods, please hurry. Does that mean he like ran off the side of the road possibly? So, for the crash, where his car was and all of that too. Um, He's basically saying there's one other car. That's what it and, sounds like. And it's or there's that he got at taken least one other car. You know, something's going on. Um, in the beginning, people were like really hung up on what was he saying when he was saying like a staper, and a lot of people think that he was trying to say state trooper or state oh. police or okay. something like that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they they think they hear him say, like, he ran into somebody or they ran into somebody. Um, and then, you know, he tells them he doesn't need an ambulance, but he needs the cops. Right. And, like, you know, you can hear her at the end saying, hello, hello, and the phone is still connected, but he's not oh, answering but back. But there's no response. So it's a matter of what's some... going on. <laughs> yeah. And there's some things in the background that, like, I couldn't hear, but a lot of people, and of course, you know, people speculate, people think they hear things, people crank the volume way up to hear everything in the background, and people think they hear gunshots, they think maybe yeah. someone's chasing him, like, it's really unclear what exactly Yeah. What about sounded, the tone? Oh, go ahead. It Sorry. just sounded really muffled on my end, so it's kind of hard yeah. to decipher that. So this like, thing is focusing on the text here, is focusing on the the last yes that was spoken to the, the op, the dispatch or the okay. 911 call and it's saying that that potentially was a different like tone of voice this yeah. isn't in the comments this is just this this isn't in the comments at all but yep. it said it just says possible unknown person yeah they think they hear another person in the background say yes they need an ambulance but then he says no i need the cops got it um and then shortly after he made this call so it's really unclear still nobody knows exactly what he said in the call right but about four minutes after this call was made another 911 call was placed by a truck driver who passed by brandon's truck on the road okay mm -hmm. yeah the only reason he called it in was to report it as a hazard because it was parked like halfway out into the roadway it was crooked like mm -hmm. it was just kind of a hazard so um when Brandon's brother Kyle arrives. It's around 1.10 in the morning. He doesn't see Brandon anywhere. And then uh, a minute or two later, a sheriff's deputy, Deputy Neal, ends up arriving to Brandon's car um, around the same time, you know, as, as Kyle and his wife showed up. They, they didn't see any damage to Brandon's car, even though he said, you know, something was hit, somebody got hit, who knows. Um, and it was, I mean, they could definitely tell it was, you know, parked weird, like, kind of looked like he pulled off in a hurry. So everything was just kind of strange. Um, it's reported that the deputy that arrived on scene was only responding to the truck driver's call. And he had no idea that Brandon had placed a 911 call, mm -hmm. nor did Brandon's brother. So at this point, they don't realize that... Uh, that Brandon has made this call, the deputy and Kyle. So okay. who sent out the, uh, the the one that received the 911 call? Did she, did she send someone to the scene? The only person that ever shows up is Deputy Neal, who okay. says that he responded to the call from the truck driver. So 
during all of that, nobody ever says that they responded to the 911 call. Hmm. <laughs> That's weird. So, okay. A little strange, <laughs> yes. Um, so, deputy take precedent over matters like that? Would he be able to know, like supersede the the call in the 911? I don't know. But part of me wonders, like, because it was a smaller town, like, if there just was some sort of a disconnect mm-hmm. as far as like one call was placed to 911 from. I mean, there were still both 911 calls, so there shouldn't have been a disconnect. She's but like, maybe they were confused on the area because Brandon never said exactly where he was. He said headed toward Abilene, but maybe they weren't exactly sure where he was. You would think they could get that from the cell towers and everything, but... Right. It just, it's just odd that there were two calls, but only one yeah. was two. Now, <laughs> it said happened. Field, it said it's in a field, but then there was something about woods. What's the woods thing? I think the field and the woods are kind of, like, connected together. Like, you know, sometimes if you're driving along a highway and there's kind of, like, a field and then in the distance there's trees and woods and things like that. Maybe it was something like that. I do right. know that it was close to the Colorado River that runs through Texas. So... I'm just wondering what the appeal is. There's no appeal to anyone like that. No. You know what I mean? Unless you're... Unless it's a unless it's like a complete like murder situation where they just are having fun killing somebody there's like no appeal to his age bracket right his his status any of that well there is some information that we will find out later that his brother talks about in 2019 after like he does an interview with another podcast Mm -hmm. and that's where like i started getting more interested in this again so that might give you more context, but I don't want to tell you yet. Oh. <laughs> I like that you're coming up with ideas. <laughs> no, I like I like the Already theory. <laughs> um, so they um, and and the. We don't need to talk motive yet. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can keep talking it. Um, and the you know the place that his truck was was all, was in between. You know there were also some home, some residential homes and some you know, public property and stuff. So it was kind of a mix of an area. So maybe the field was part of a private property or something like that. Um, But while they were, so while Kyle and the deputy were talking, Kyle received a call from Brandon, but he didn't actually tell the deputy that it was Brandon that called. Um, And Brandon said he's like 10 minutes up the road and that he was bleeding. And then his phone went dead. But, um, Kyle actually thought that Brandon was hiding because Brandon had found out uh, shortly before that he has an outstanding warrant for his arrest. And Brandon um, planned to settle it up and everything, but, you know, he just got this new job and he didn't want to jeopardize that opportunity by, you know, getting caught by the police. What his warrant was for, I don't know. I, I couldn't find it anywhere. Thank you. But... <laughs> I have a theory, and we'll talk about that later. Um, but I was going to ask. So. Well, my question is: just Kyle and the deputy are at the scene of his his abandoned car when the, this conversation is happening? Yeah. Yep. Is, is there any information as to what was in the car? Or yep. So in his car, um, they found his wallet. Um, the car was unlocked, so you know 
doesn't seem like he planned to leave it there. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, his keys weren't in the car. Obviously, his cell phone wasn't as he was using it. So really, it was just his wallet that they found in the car. They didn't see anything suspicious, anything that suggested foul play. The police really just thought that he ran out of gas and then he went and walked up the road to try and get gas. Like, that was what they thought. Okay. And did he know through the phone call with Kyle that there was someone coming from law enforcement? Like, was he so of that happening? He, he was... I'm gonna say at this point no, but we'll circle back to <laughs> that. That would make a difference. That would make so a difference. He, of I mean, he knew that he knew that he called he called nine one one, so obviously okay. yeah. he knew that someone was going to come. Um, but I don't think he knew that like his brother was at the car with a, a deputy. Okay. Kyle says you know that he didn't know about the nine one one call, and if he had known about it, he would have told the deputy that hey, my brother just called. This is what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Because then he would have thought he was in danger. But because he had this warrant, he really just thought like Brandon was hiding out and waiting for the cops to leave. That's awful. Yeah. And the the other thing that's kind of strange is that the family doesn't know about this 911 call until Ladessa, Brandon's wife, finds it on the cell phone records. So like the police never mention anything to her either. She just comes across it as she's going through like their cell phone bill. So it's probably that's like, pretty like, insane, like a couple weeks though. later. You uh-huh. think? She's digging. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. Like she's yeah. And what well, I think, cell phone records, you know? I think she was, you know, looking really carefully. I mean, even though his wallet was in the car, like, you know, they're looking at the bank records and looking at all the stuff to see, like, is he charging stuff? Is he, you know, is he yeah. using the cell phone? Like, that would be an indication that maybe he just ran away. Right. But there's none of that, like silence hmm. so kyle doesn't tell the deputy about the call but he does say like can i drive up the road to see if brandon is you know walking to a gas station and the deputy says yeah go ahead but don't go the other direction i already i already came from that way so it was confirmed by the deputy that he did indeed run out of gas there wasn't any gas in the car the wallet was in there um so the deputy turns on the hazards locks the car and calls for a tow truck to come and get brandon's truck in the morning these keys are just in the ignition? The keys were not. But the car was unlocked. So. Okay. That's so some, it's, weird. <laughs> I know. It's like vanished out of thin air. This is why, like. Details are important, though. That, like, that's the kind of stuff I like to hear, like, yep. about the keys. Because, obviously, if the keys aren't in the ignition, he took them to protect someone else from stealing the car, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he didn't want to have, but the wallet's there, so that yeah. kind of you know, that kills all that logic. Yeah, it's just maybe he was like had just out of habit had the keys in his pocket because he was like wait standing around waiting. Yeah, I don't. Other and left the wallet in there because he didn't want to sit on it. Guys that wear the wallet in their back pocket, like yep. take it out of their pocket. Mm-hmm. My stepdad does it all the time. Throws it on the seat next yeah, to him. Throws it on the seat next. <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time. I need to stop doing that. <laughs> But, I mean, you're right. Like, it's, it's even though it, it only takes, like, a split second to take the keys out and put them in your pocket, like, it's kind of a habit to do something like that. You don't want the battery to die. Even like, if he was trying to get away fast, like, it might have just been a habit thing. Or maybe even they fell out somewhere. Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there really isn't much that the deputy can do. So, he leaves. And once he's gone... Kyle walks up and down the road yelling for Brandon and telling him, like, you can come out. He's gone. 
and okay yeah <laughs> brandon doesn't come out so kyle just kind of searches around the area um he calls one of their mutual friends and they go and pick up gas pick up the friend come back and they search the area until around 3 a.m okay. now just to kind of go back a step everything i'm telling you now is the police's record so this oh. is their take on what happened in this incident okay and they have like a 50 minute increments or whatever like this this yeah. person here then we walk for this amount of time then we yeah but at this point the police weren't there at all so at this point it's just like what kyle told them this is what i did after you i left. see i see so he he picks up their friend chris they walk around until around 3 a.m they're not finding um brandon so kyle and the friend end up leaving um right before they leave you know kyle yells out and says the gas can's here we'll come back in the morning so kyle leaves calls ladessa and leaves her a message because this is at this point it's like 4 30 in the morning yeah. she's sleeping um but she ended up hearing the message around you know 5 a.m and it, she became really worried about it she called the police department at that time and asked if you know they found brandon they've heard from him um, the police don't know where he is. And around 7 a.m., the tow truck comes back to get Brandon's truck. And because nobody's seen Brandon, Deputy Neal and other officers do a more thorough search of the area. They go to those nearby homes to knock on doors, see if they've seen him. The car is or still there, anything. I'm assuming. What was that? The car is still there, I'm assuming. The car is still there, yep. So you would think that, you know, if he was just hiding out waiting for the cops to leave he would have filled it up and took off or something in the canceler too yep everything is still there wow um is there any like historical reason that they would think that brandon's a paranoid person to like shout out for him like that and like leave something for him are that why do people walk on tippy toes with him like that well the the brother shouted out because of that word for his arrest he mm. thought he was like hiding and you know, didn't want to be arrested, and I mean, at this point, it's like you might as well just come out. Like everyone yeah, I mean, but you. He's there. <laughs> There's no cops there when he's doing that, right? Right. Yep. So I so, mean, why wouldn't he just pop up and be like, "Oh, awesome, I'm here," you exactly. know? Exactly. Like, it just seems odd that the brother would just take off yes. and be like, "Well, maybe he heard me." It's just the logic is just so ridiculous. Yeah. And his brother does tell a lot more of the story um later on on that interview so i'm i can't wait until you guys hear that part because it gets yes. good <laughs> i mean it's already good <laughs> i know sitting on so, <laughs> a few days after this so that was on um august 8th that he disappeared on august 11th the police searched the area again for about a four-hour period they can't find any signs of Brandon. They don't think he's in the area anymore. They feel like he kind of maybe just caught a ride with someone and left. Like maybe before Kyle even got there, he caught a ride and with somebody and left. Okay. So, and five that, days later, five that, days later. This is two days later. Two days later. Oh, but okay. that would almost fit it in a in a sense when you know. Brandon said that he was walking along the side of the road when he called Kyle and Kyle was with the deputy. That would, that would kind of make sense if someone came across him and he like hitched a ride with them. 
But also, it's like, why didn't you just walk back to your car when your brother was there with the gas can? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, on the 13th of August, Ledessa ends up filing a missing persons report, and she personally hires a private investigator to do a search for him. So, they do like an aerial search of the area, and they don't come up with anything. On August 16th, so this was about a week after Brandon went missing, the police do an even more thorough search. They call in cadaver dogs. They also do an aerial search. They do an infrared search to try and locate him. I mean, if something bad happened to him and he died, an infrared search isn't going to find him. Sure. He's not going to be warm. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I don't know why they did that, but that also didn't come up with any leads at all. Uh-huh. And then the last couple of things they do is on the 29th of August, so now it's been 21 days, so it's been three weeks, um, they do another search with the county, so it was Colt County, the state police, the sheriff's department, and again, they don't find anything. There's a few more searches that they do in October, and then in the early months of 2014. From there, there's no new updates. At this point... Because, you know, Kyle is so much involved, they start to get suspicious of the brother as well. They talk to him and ask him if he'll take some polygraph tests, which he does. He takes two polygraph tests and passes each time. So they're asking him questions like, do you know where your brother is? Do you know, like, where he would have went? Is there any reason to think, like, this would have happened? And so he passes the tests and it's, thought that he doesn't really know much about it i'm actually kind of surprised they didn't do that a little bit earlier when you think about it i'm surprised too i feel like there's not enough resources to do stuff like that that's like when you small yeah you assume that like everyone's gonna you know do everything for you when someone goes missing but i'd say that after the first what is it they call it the first 24 hours or 48 hours like with children they assume that they're gone Good. Yeah. So it's like, if you don't, you know, I don't know how it is with a bill, but yeah. (laughs) But, uh, and so this is, this is Kyle or the, you said the younger, I'm sorry. I was. That's okay. Kyle's the brother and then Brandon is the one that went missing. So this is Kyle that they're doing the the polygraph. polygraph. Um, so, you know, that was kind of a dead end for the rest of the case. Um, then in 2019, a interview with Kyle came out on a podcast. Um, and it's, it's so funny to me because, you know, in this situation, you know, Kyle seems like he's just looking out for his brother and everything, but we find out that for some reason, Kyle is in jail. Oh, an interview happens between these podcasters and Kyle while Kyle's in jail. So we find out that, um, Part of Brandon's excitement about getting this new job, not only will his family life be better, um, but, you know, he, he passed his drug test and supposedly he um, was a meth addict. So he was really excited about passing that drug test. That's and <laughs> so two days before he disappeared, and these are all the things Kyle is telling these people on this podcast. It's really interesting to hear. <laughs> So he tells the podcasters that two days before Brandon disappeared, he called his brother Kyle to tell him he passed that drug test. He's going to start his new job. So 
now his next steps are he's going to go score some meth and get high. Was the job that he he got? What I'm job? not sure what the job was. His um, job was the oil oil fields. You said that's the job that he worked in, and he was working really long hours. Um, and so I don't know if it was still in the oil industry, but um, you know whatever job it was, they had him you know take the drug test and everything. But of course he had, and he had been clean for six months to try to pass this drug test. Wow! And so when he passed, he. <laughs> it was yep exactly he felt like it was a celebration and he could just my god the it. fact that people think of meth as something that's so just <laughs> just matter of fact like that i man. know <laughs> when, I think of, when i think of celebrations meth does not come to mind but that's wow. all right. <laughs> so back to the point where you were talking about um was there anything to make him like paranoid or yeah well? yeah so Kyle tried to encourage him, like, don't do it. Like, you've been clean for six months. Like, you know, keep on this path. And he didn't want to listen. And so him and that friend Chris, the one that was also looking for him later on, they went and scored some meth and got high. Um, Kyle didn't hear from him the next day. Neither did Ladessa. And so, you know, the two of them were kind of trying to find Brandon. And Brandon was at that friend Chris's house. Um... You know, they must have just got high and he stayed at his house. And um, so Kyle talked to him and he was like, you know, you really you should probably get some help. Like, this isn't normal. You got four kids like you should really get some help. And Brandon was, you know, this must be something that he did often because he made a comment and he was like, can you go check on my house and make sure Ladessa didn't break anything? Like, it must have been a habit that get high and she would get mad and she would break things i don't know <laughs> oh because she's the problem child okay great <laughs> yes so he asked if kyle will go check in make sure everything was okay um and kyle did that and he called him he's like everything's fine but you know she's upset with you you should really go talk to her and so that's the fight that they get in that causes brandon to Got leave it. Got okay it. they get in this big fight um and so that's part of the reason why Brandon leaves, and that's when he isn't seen again. What's her details so, on the on the argument when it comes to like his state of being and his state of mind? Was he so, drugs? So, kind of to go back a step. Well, later on, Kyle talks about it a little more, but Brandon had um, overdosed on meth at one point, and oh. Kyle said that once that happened, like he was never really the same. Every time, I mean, it's meth. Like you're gonna be out of it anyway Mm -hmm. but he said anytime that he would do meth it seemed like it would linger for days like it wasn't just a you know he'd get over a day like the effects of it would last longer than normal so it would make sense that you know if he had done it the day before and then he leaves that maybe he would still be under the influence in some way if that's Mm -hmm. you know what his brother's saying so when Brandon leaves, he calls Kyle and tells him, you know, this is where it gets interesting. So he tells Kyle he's leaving and that Ladessa had some Mexicans <laughs> run him out of town. Okay, that's very specific. <laughs> and one of them got pulled over by the cops, but two of them are still after him. And Kyle's like, I don't believe this. You don't know any Mexicans. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> that was Kyle's response to this whole oh, thing. Um, the conversation <laughs> was happening the night of the argument? Yes. So this was after Brandon left and when Brandon was on his way to the father's house. So this is where Kyle didn't tell the police everything. Like Brandon had called him multiple times before he disappeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He left all of that out. Oh, that's crazy. So he gave yeah. him a rundown of the argument and like, she's got these guys after me. And that's a big yep. point. And you said yep. one of them was tracked down? Yep, he said one of them got pulled over by the cops, but two of them were still after him. Okay. That's what Brandon said to Kyle. That's yeah. not like what actually, did that actually happen? No, no, there's no evidence that shows it happened. Um, and okay. most people don't think that actually happened. Like Kyle is truly believes that he was still high. And yeah, like, yeah. he like thought point. that that yeah. was happening, but none of it was actually happening. Right. What's her it's... excuse with those Mexicans? What does she say about it? She said she has no idea what he's talking about. Okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. I just, just want to clarify that because, like, you know, it could be a dealer. It could be. Well, could... that's the other thing. Now that, you know, we find out that he was on drugs and, you know, he was known to do drugs frequently, like, it could have been a number of things. Like, it could have been a drug dealer. It could have been these people getting upset with him. And who knows? Maybe people did chase him. Like, it could be any number of things now. Yeah. Like, he could have stolen something to to score. Or he could have, like, d you know, done something to set someone off. Or, or taken some drugs from somebody and they just... You know, had to make an example of him or something. And it and it could have been. I mean, if they had found his body, it would have been one thing. But, um, you know, it could have been something where he ended up overdosing again. Like, sure, it could have been any number of things. Mm -hmm. uh, but Kyle doesn't believe the story, and he just really thinks that he's still high, and he, all of this is, he's making it up in his head. Okay. So, Brandon calls again to let Kyle know he ran out of gas, which cooperates with what he told the police so Kyle gets the gas can like he said and as he's on his way to uh, bring it to Brandon Brandon calls him over and over and over and basically has the same conversation with him where are you when are you going to be here these guys are after me like he tells the story over and over again okay um, which to Kyle that confirmed that he's still high okay and sometimes Kyle can hear that he's just standing there. Other times it sounds like he, maybe he's running. So <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. The keys and the cell phone then. Yep. <laughs> um, so car and that's what you take when you go out of a car. Yeah. Kind of. I have yep. left my wallet in there before. It, sure. I'm sure we've all done it. I've left my cell phone in the car once. Yeah. But. But I if learned he pretty wants fast. to talk to somebody and then he doesn't want someone to take the car, but then the, the wallet is like the thing that's just kind of after the fact and you have to yep. be like done with your vehicle. You have to be yep. like parked and going home to take the wallet. I don't know. That's just the logic I'm thinking of. So huh. Brandon calls again and he talks to Audrey, which is Kyle's girlfriend. Um, and that's when this part came up about him being in the field bleeding. Okay. Uh, and then he asks them to hurry because they're taking so long. Kyle thinks that, again, this is part of him over-exaggerating from being under the influence. But he really thinks that maybe he was running through the field and, like, he got a scratch on his arm. And so, yeah, he is bleeding, but, like, he's not in any real danger. Right. Mm -hmm. So, really, Kyle's, at this point, is just making 
assumptions that everything is just due to him being under the influence. So when Kyle gets to the car, he's on the phone with him, and he says, you know, we're at your truck. And this is where I think it gets really interesting. So Brandon says that he sees him, and Kyle says, will you come over to the truck? And Deputy Neil pulls up, and Brandon says to Kyle, one time run, which is, I guess, is slang for cops, run. So one time means cops and then run. And Kyle tells Brandon, I'm not running. I didn't do anything wrong. Why would I run? And Brandon says, where's your pride, motherfucker, and hangs up on him. Oh, good God. (laughs) So at this point, Kyle thinks he's like messing, like not messing with him in a sense, like he thinks it's not serious, but like he's fine. He's like joking around with him in a way. So Kyle talks to the deputy and then they leave um, to get some food because I guess they also had their child in the car, Audrey and Kyle. So they leave to get food for for the kid, pick up Chris and come back to search. Now in the police's report, they say Kyle searched till around 3 a.m. Kyle said that they were there till like 7.30 in the morning until the tow truck came. Hmm. So he says they were there the entire night. And so he puts the gas in the car and then he yells out to him, there's gas in your truck, the law is gone. And then he leaves. Interesting. What do you guys think of all that? That's a lot to... I, it, <laughs> I, 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 have a question, I have a question about Kyle's arrival time. Yeah. Because So he, when he pulled up, he was on a call with Brandon? Yes. And then Brandon, like, in essence said, I see you. Yes. Not verbatim, but, you know, to the, and then, and then, but at the same time that Kyle pulls up, there's a deputy pulling up? within like a minute or two okay but like like from the visual that brandon had yes tell he the, could see this. he could see both parties yes so he could see the cop and his brother at that exact moment wow and then okay. and then make that make that call or make that you know judgment about like oh run from the cops blah 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 but yeah. like all without them seeing any movement or any body, anybody running around or right. any of that. So right. like so he's when that he sees the visual like where the light where the lights on like of the. Of well, the... to me, I it sounds to me like this was maybe like I don't want to say like a freeway, but like a a, a busier road that would run through. To get oh. to another town, so you know, like sometimes there'll be a freeway, and then there'll be like a, a highway, like a little highway. Yeah, like similar yeah. to that, but it, you know, in a smaller town. So yeah. that's what I feel like it's like. With like stoplights, things like that. Stoplights, well, things like with like stoplights and things like that. I don't feel like there's any stoplights. Like I feel okay. like it's just like a like a main road that you would take yeah. to get you know. So I'm like just picturing like little highways that intersect with the interstate. Yeah. And like the dip down, you know, like uh, that's kind of what I'm picturing. Area with like with like some tall grass, and then like, you know, like the car being kind of like kinked on the side of the of like a highway, like not a. And then like like in the background, there's maybe like trees and stuff, and that's what I'm picturing too. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, I guess the question I have about that is like it's it just seems so odd, and the reason I'm asking is because it makes Kyle's story seem. Because yeah. if like if 
if he's saying he's on the phone with them and he's like, yo, the cops are here, we all gotta bounce, I see you. It's like, if you if all that's actually happening, then someone's gonna see somebody. You would like, think. Like, he's gonna see Brandon. Well, it's not he- like you're gonna be so far away that you're posting on top of a, like an on, like an on-ramp because you've been walking for like 10 minutes. Right. And you happen to see two cars coming up like it's a video game and like you are got this bird's eye view and you have all these thoughts. Well, you know it's I mean? like, unless the cops had their lights on, which to me this doesn't seem like something that they would have their lights on for. Mm-hmm. How would you, like at that distance, how would you know that it was police? I mean, what kind of car does Kyle drive? Is it like a noticeable thing? Is it like this bright yellow like PT Cruiser or something? I think both drive trucks. So like, I think they just have like a normal pickup truck and... Okay. Hmm. I mean, is this something you can even really notice that far away? I don't know. I guess if you're pulling over, you see somebody pulling over and you're like, okay, that's the truck. That's yeah. my that's my bro's truck or whatever. And then well, you see- and he was on the phone when Kyle got there. So maybe Kyle said, I'm just pulling up or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. It's <laughs> <laughs> very strange. Very- so, okay, so maybe he was walking back from wherever he was because he saw his brother's truck. And before he made contact with him, he saw the cop. And then that and then he conversation happened. And then yep. he ran away again. That's all I, I mean. It's weird. It's very strange. But um, so during the podcast interview, Kyle tells him, like, it's a known fact that Brandon had smoked that day. Like, he told him that. And, you know, he talks about that previous overdose. And from that point on, how it kind of affected him differently. He would, a lot of times, you know, he'd be incoherent. He'd be out of it for days. Um, he'd be paranoid, you know, all of that. Um, and he was also very adamant. So those sounds that people heard on the 911 call of Brandon's that they thought were gunshots, he was very adamant that it was people driving over the bridge that goes over the Colorado River and that there's, you know, like a seam in the bridge and when you hit it, it kind of makes like a popping sound, which actually makes a lot of sense to me. Um, but he said, you know, that's what people were hearing. There weren't any gunshots. Huh. And how? Okay. What's his? What's Kyle's vibe like on all these podcasts? Is he just like uh, loving the attention and just like getting into the whole concept of like sharing his story and getting views and, and stuff? Or is he just like, please help my brother? Like, please I help find him. Like, where is his head at? I think a lot of it is he feels bad that he didn't say something sooner. Because mm-hmm. he feels like if he would have said something sooner, like maybe they could have found him. Um, maybe, you know, he wouldn't be missing. Like, you know, something else would have happened if he would have just told them right then and there, like, hey, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. So he does seem like he feels bad. But also six years later to come out and say, like, hey, this is the real story. Jeez. Seems like a long time. How close was that to the river? Like right there? So the river wasn't far. It was, um, it sounds like it was within, you know, maybe even a mile. Like it wasn't far at all. Like far so, enough to be in visual distance of his car? Um, I don't know if he could see it from the river itself. Okay. But maybe if he was between the river and where his car was, then he could get like, if he was halfway. God, this, I'm surprised I don't remember this story at all, actually. I didn't know anything about it until, like, I heard that podcast, and it was a couple years ago, 
And I was like, what? Like, how did this guy just go missing? Seriously. And then I had been wanting to do one that, like, wasn't a solved case. And so I figured... Is this it a cold perfect. case right now, or is it just is it just open? It's still... Uh, I think it's still open. I'll be right back <laughs> But, yeah, they, they don't know anything. And all the family members have been cleared, or they've been interviewed, and yeah. there's a detective on the case, or so not anymore? So there's a website that the family made. Um, it's kind of interesting, because I was looking at it a little bit. Um, what is it? I'd love I- to it up right now. I think it's it's missing Brandon Lawson. And you know, it's it's a website the family made. So it's very one-sided like Sure, but that's fun. <laughs> it, it definitely is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, the family is very um on the fact that like they feel like the police were actually involved in it. So tacky. The way it looks is so tacky. That is, what is this like? When was this made? Like this is like it says the first February website ever. That's what it says there. Oh my god! This is yeah. This is before Squarespace for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Where everything's automatic. All right. So, what? What are your guys' take on it? I'm kind of curious to see what you think happened. Because obviously he's missing. Nobody knows where he is. I was Nobody just asking about the river to see if he just wandered off and like went and jumped in the river or something and fell that, in the river. That's, that's, I was kind of thinking along the lines of him wandering off somewhere too, just in his own little world of... It's got to be somewhere <laughs> where they wouldn't find a body though. And I think the river is a place they may not... It could have gone downstream or it could, you know... So but, that's uh, one of the big things that people think is that maybe he like fell into the river and he drowned and... That's that, like, yeah, can't find him. Um, some people think that um, somebody was actually chasing him, and then after Kyle and the police left, they came back and they finished him off. Um, but some there's people- nothing. There's nothing that like uh, intense in that 911 call as far as his like. There's not like yeah. breathing, heavy breathing, yeah. and like anxiety in the tone. It's yeah. like all like lackadaisical sounding. Yep. It's like, um, it's like you said, like out of it. Like it's yeah. just it's just out of it, you know? Some people think that maybe the deputy had something to do with it. And their main reasoning is that when Kyle was going to go look for him on the road, the deputy said, oh, you don't need to bother going that way. I already came from that way. So kind of trying to steer him a different direction. So right. some people think maybe was he was really involved. Interesting. I thought that comment was really interesting. Yeah. And then I guess there's wild boars in the area and people think maybe that wild boars killed him. But then, like, where's his body? <laughs> well, I guess Texas. That makes sense, right? <laughs> wild they wouldn't eat his whole body. <laughs> like, OK, quite, let's go back to the let's go back to the wife for a second. OK, so she has anger issues and yep. temper issues, obviously. She throws. Yep. Things. yep. She didn't want to be bothered with the whole thing. He he. So the argument based off the story from Kyle was, was it corroborated with the wife? What Kyle said about him being high on meth. Like what the argument was about. Like didn't they question the wife about what the argument was? And 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 were those did those two stories line up between? 
I don't think she ever got into detail as far as why they were arguing. I mean, they were arguing because he was doing drugs. Yeah, because of the meth. But I don't know if she ever really got into details as far as, like, that that was the reason they were arguing. But she definitely admitted to the fact that, like, yes, they had a fight. Yes, it got intense and he left. And, you know, he planned on staying somewhere else. But, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, it's happened before. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the brother already knew that she's prone to violence. So the question is, does, for me, that, that I'm asking here is, I guess, uh, that that evening, did that did the throwing things happen that night, according to no. Kyle? No, no. Um, so he said everything was, was fine when he went there. Um, but, again, that was before Brandon went back home and actually talked to her. Okay. So everything was fine when Kyle was there, but then Brandon came back later. Got it. And Kyle's just basically pulling from the history of their relationship when he's talking to the person interviewing him. He's just saying, he's just saying they have a history of getting, you know, her. She throws well, things. Things get crazy. They argue. Yeah. So I guess Brandon said to him, like, that's why Kyle went to the house before Brandon came home was because he said, can you check on my things and make sure she didn't break anything? So Brandon actually told Kyle, like, I want you to check this. <laughs> okay, so that could be, like, the anxiety thing. or could... I'm just wondering if there's a history with that. Like, has Kyle been, like, this little kind of uh, errand boy for their, their fights before? It sounds like he's involved quite often. <laughs> yeah. It like, so. it sounds like he is kind of the mender of things. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, his mom, their mom will call and ask him to check in on them. And like, so it kind of sounds like he is the person that tries to fix everything for them. And what's, what's up with his reasoning of going to see his, is he said it was his dad? Yeah. Brandon never really said why he was going to the dad's house, not Kyle's. Um, Okay. There really isn't any explanation. He's on the phone with Kyle too. Yes. So if he runs out of gas, it just seems so weird and coincidental, too. That's it's the thing like, where, like, why hell? didn't he just fill up his car with gas? He passed several ca- gas stations. Mm-hmm. But it just is weird. Unless, I mean, unless somebody was following him and he didn't want to stop, like. That could be. That could be a good point, actually. I just, like, what's the re Like, why do they want him gone? Whoever, if, if he was murdered or if he was, you know, like, what. I mean, what's his, what's their beef? Like, what did he, what did he do? You know, I mean, I'm trying to look into the history of the man and see what it is that could potentially be a thing or like his priors. Yeah. Or his priors. He yeah. Said he was, uh, at a warrant. He had the warrant. I'm thinking the warrant was probably drug related. Um, but I'm not entirely sure. And it didn't, it was really hard to find anything about like, what his warrant was for and all of that. Multiple tattoos, it says. <laughs> oh, we have a whole autobiography up here. Well, that's the page. She, she told me what page oh, to oh, go to. Oh, my bad. I think I that's the, um, the website that his family has. Mm-hmm. You, like you said, it's one, one-sided. one Yep. What time was it? It was a, only, like, only like an hour later, right? When the cops showed up from the so, moment he left. It, yep. So he added it all up. It was like... 
Well, Brandon was only about 45 minutes out, and it was around midnight that he left, and the cops showed up around 1.10. So it was really within, you know, like, a half an hour. It all made sense as far as, like, the, when they tracked the time and the distance and all that. Yep. So he didn't go anywhere else? Nope. Nope. He was just on his way to his dad's. He didn't stop. He didn't go anywhere else. There's a view of the actual... It's like you said. It's like just, like, kind of a small... Side yeah. road, but kind of dirt roady, you know, like. Yeah. I think that's what that picture is. Hold on. So, you know, from the pictures, it does kind of look like if you needed to like hide, there's definitely a lot of like higher brush and trees and things like that that he could hide around. Wow, it's got it's got like a Google Earth thing that they took a like took a snapshot <laughs> of. This is the most. <laughs> A, like offensive looking bunch of graphics I've ever seen. I hate to say this, but I feel like there needs to be like a, a Confederate flag and like some camo, <laughs> camo background instead of white. It's kind of, I think it'd be interesting to see what they say because if there is any connection with the family, they would be overthinking the positives, right? They would be like pushing all of the good material. And it doesn't seem like they're really doing that that much. No. It's just like here's what's here's what happened. It's just a some facts. Cop is at your truck. So I like this comment that somebody put on on this about a year ago. The problem is nobody knows the facts. Was he high on meth? Most likely. Does he have a long string of arrests? Yes. Did he call nine one one? Yes. Did can anyone tell what he said? No. <laughs> Did he need an ambulance or a cop? He said cop, but he was bleeding. How far? And if he needs a cop, <laughs> but he has another arrest warrant out, who are the Mexicans chasing him? Nobody knows. <laughs> I don't think that needs to even... I feel like that that whole thing is just like a weird... Yes. Term. And <laughs> who said that? The, the wife said that, right? No, Brandon said that the wife got... Yeah. The Mexicans to chase him. That's right. The, but the wife is the one that planted that story about Mexicans, right? To, in the yeah. order of things, she planted it to. So I'm still digging on the wife. I'm still feeling like the wife has more to do th with this. Than you think, huh? Than you think. So first initial thought, but like she's totally see. detached from the whole thing. Well, uh, like did she actually get some people to like chase him out of town and like rough him up, and something happened. Like, no, I mean like. Like, showering and going to bed yeah. so that's like the total like easy alibi he i'm just being i'm just being hypothetical here or whatever but and then like the brother is grabs the gas can because that's what she assigned him yeah and then like but like where's she really Sleepy. where you know like is she yeah but that's i mean that's <laughs> what she's saying you know what i mean i know that's a very good. That's a very good setup to go out there and do something. But um, on the other side of that, like if it, if this was something that like was a constant in your life, like your husband or whatever, like constantly did drugs, went and disappeared, like you fought about it all the time, like would would she worry that much, or would she just be like, I'll go to bed, whatever he does this all the time. It's I don't like know. And then life for her, it sounds like, you know? It's like, oh, whatever, so. It was, uh, you said it was six months sober, though. Yes. So, like, this was, like, 
more of the same and like a total defiance of like what the future held for them as a family. Well, and did she, you know, did she just get really upset because yeah, he had been six months sober and now yeah. like he's jeopardizing this yeah. new job and everything else for a night of fun. Like, and this yeah. is probably what she said to him in that argument. Yep. Saying right now. A little more intense than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you said, Randy, in the beginning, uh, they have four kids, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Where were all the kids? In bed, too? Yep. The kids were all at home in bed. Did they get interviewed? I don't think so, no. Drones? What is this? That's what I was looking at where I was just... Oh, my God. Look at these graphics. I just love how bad they are. <laughs> it's like um, his head's like a clip art photo I freaking right now, love it. You know? <laughs> it's like they got... What did they use? Like a... They used like a mouse and just like with a lasso or something? What is that? <laughs> From like, you know, the year two... The year before 2000, honestly. Here we go. For anyone who cares, it's uh, missingbrandonlawson.com. Gosh... Oh I mean, God. ultimately, you know, even if he was high on drugs, whatever, have like whatever, it's still sad that he disappeared. Like, yeah. obviously, people are missing him, but it's just so strange. It is. I always I tell my family if I disappear, like someone killed me. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I didn't just go missing. I feel like I'm just so back and forth with my final thoughts on either being, you know, like we talked about earlier on, if like he was just on meth fell into the river it is what it is or if there's something with the wife that's a little bit more involved and i'm like i'm 50 50 on it right now still i don't know i think why. something happened like there was some sort of foul play like somebody did something to him but i do think that ultimately he ended up in the river because that's why they can't find a body sure whether somebody hurt him and he ran off and then he fell into the what's river up, I chris what's up anyone talk to chris well, Chris was out searching with Kyle for him. So Chris wasn't there Chris because the Kyle went and picked him up. Okay, so Chris, that was with the food mission. The food yes. mission. Okay, yeah. so Kyle drove with his wife and child in the car to go pick up Chris. Yes. And they got food and stuff and came back. But that yes. was after the deputy and Kyle had already spoken. Yes. And searched briefly. Yes. And time had passed. Yeah, it was probably about... Like a half hour or something. 45 minutes, yeah, somewhere around there. And then where's Chris? How far away is he? I don't think Chris was very far. I think Chris was in the same town that they were in. So, I, or between, like, where... Not Chris really was. close, though. Not, so like, close enough to where like Chris... Or something. Okay. But close enough to maybe where, like, if Chris was involved, because Chris was was involved in the foul play that he, as a suspect, I mean, that he would have been able to get home. Sure. And then get picked up. Possibly. Yeah. I guess I don't really know exactly where Chris lives, so I don't okay. know how far it is. Right. But within the timeline, like, it didn't seem like, like, I'm Brandon just... was 45 minutes out from his house. It yeah. only took half an hour, 45 minutes for Kyle to go get him and bring him back. So with the time deduction, I'm assuming he's only like 20 minutes away. Well, I'm trying to think about like, you know, who in Brandon's life would want something. have any beef of any kind. And that's yep. the, guy, the last guy he was with. I mean, don't you consider like the closest people first as suspects? Mm -hmm. Yep, definitely. Yep. 
So like, so okay, so he has he has the means to have gotten rid of him or taken him somewhere or put him somewhere or whatever. Possibly. And yeah. acted like he wasn't there. He but like there's no there's no there's nothing leading into his. There's nothing that sounds like Chris was a suspect whatsoever. Uh, well, yeah. let's put it on a let's put it on a on a comment and say, hey, the cops need to interview Chris and see what happens. <laughs> There we go. We need to get someone to interview Chris and find like, out what the deal is. There's only, I mean, because there's only a few people in this equation, you know? There's the, the the wife and then him, and there's only, like, five people. Yep. So you figure they'd talk to five people. I mean, he's there helping them search, but, I mean, what's his, what's his, what's he look like? Right. Well, and, does, I mean. You know, does he have blood all over him? Like, is he, like, sweating? Like, what's, does he just bury a body? Does he have dirt in his fingernails? Like, what the fuck? And who's gonna drive down like a road and just randomly kill someone? Like, <laughs> and that no, happens. I'm saying, but I'm just saying that you know, like, if that's the guy he scored from, yeah, what's their history? And like, six months later, and like, you know, who knows? I mean, I'm just theoretically like they could have had beef when he was using, and then. And then he went to go have one last party with him, and the guy hooked him up, but he wanted to take, get rid of him for whatever reason, or who knows? I mean, you, you just never know. Well, and who knows? Maybe he didn't pay him, like... I Yeah, and I don't know if that's, that's worth... What's this guy's history? Is Chris just, like, some... Is he a dealer, or is he just some I dude? Know, I think he's just a friend of theirs. Okay. Like, I think they he's both with a friend. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just do meth together, and... <laughs> just all do meth, huh? <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> Well, crazy. I don't know if we'll ever know what happens, but at least we were able to talk through it and come to our own conclusion. The afternoon in quarantine, right? I'm not. I'm not okay with letting this go. I know you were so passionate more than I thought you were going to be about this, Owen. I know you haven't spoken much. Well, I know I can't get it sometimes. It's our normal life. That's okay. I mean, like, what is what? What are most of the people? saying this theories what are the main is there like three main theories at least um yes okay the main ones are he some like somehow he fell into the river and okay drowned. okay um the deputy had something to do with it and um that s- somebody saw brandon and killed him okay but- so the deputy having something to do with it what what? Why? Is it because of the phone call thing and the nine? The dis, they're not reporting the nine one one thing. I feel like that's just that has to do with some kind of standard operating procedure that all of these people aren't rec- recognizing. Well, so let's go back to like the nine one one call. So in the call, he says that there's some that the troopers pulled someone over. Um. Supposedly, that's what they think he said, state trooper, state police. Um, and that there were... Somebody was chasing somebody. So, if we're just looking at that 911 call, were the police there? Were they chasing someone? And somehow, like, Brandon just ended up in the wrong place at the wrong time, and he got killed, and then the cops were like, Oh, crap. Like, we just killed this man that we shouldn't have. Not I, I don't buy it, but... There's, like, not enough time to cover that up. Yes. 
You know what I mean? There's no, like <laughs> there's like not enough time to like even if you like hand carried with two dudes like a body like you couldn't like get out of there in time for that for Neil to show up. Maybe they were by the river. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So that's the first theory is that wrong place, wrong time. He yep. got killed, he got killed by this random yep like skirmish that was going on with other people. Yeah. And he was caught in the crossfire or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And those are the gun gunshots. And yeah, not exactly. not the point of the bridge. Not the bridge, not the yeah. Hey Randy, did I you just... expect so many questions today? <laughs> well, I'm an analyzer, I apologize. And maybe it's well, good. For this, this is what I wanted. <laughs> okay, good. Well you got the right I'm person glad. for this. I'm overly analytical, so this is this is good for me. My well, grandmother that... told me yeah. I would be good attorney or a good detective so well now's the time to revamp you know a career change Owen. <laughs> that fourth one they like to throw in there though is that the wild boars killed him and i'm that's, like yeah that's ridiculous no <laughs> stop you guys it's pretty funny it is just pretty funny though, for sure. that's like something <laughs> off the serial podcast where things get out of control there's all these guest book there's a guest book on the website <laughs> Okay, so when's the last time anyone wrote anything? Let's see. I know, I was trying to see what the most recent one is. Oh, oh I got one from like a week ago. Really? Okay. It was me. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope someone searches the area again with the thought that he could have been killed by animals. Oh my <laughs> god. Uh, searching for scattered bones. <laughs> oh, these people. But also, if they searched the area 60 years ago, they would have found more than bones. Like, they would have found something. Animals, like, yes, they they eat them, but they're not going to eat the entire body. I wouldn't think so. Not a human. <laughs> really hungry fucking boar, you know? <laughs> so here's an interesting um, comment that Someone wrote on the guest book. <laughs> Let's hear it. Um, I have been to an audiologist and have been told I have hypersensitive ears. Over hearing this, I hear, I'm in the middle of a field. A sniper just pulled some guys over. State trooper slang is sniper. The some guys mean plural, more than one guy. The guy who got pulled over by the state troopers. Right here going towards Abilene on Bronte side, which Bronte was like another city. Okay. My truck ran out of gas. There's one car here, which they think is a state trooper, chasing through the woods. Please hurry. And one, I'm talking to him. So he's like he's saying he's talking to one of the people that pulled over. I ran into them, which they think means he ran into the second guy who was running from the state troopers. And then that he says, shot the first guy. And then when the operator says, do you need an ambulance? The first guy says, yes. And then Brandon says, no, I need the cops. And then people feel like they hear him say at the end, help me. Was that a part of the call that like, I'm not sure if I remember hearing the help me on the call. Was that actually? No, they say it's like at the very end. So it must okay. be something that's very faint and like, I'll have to go listen, but... I know, right? <laughs> um, State then, sniper slang is sniper. Would he have used that slang? Like, like I is mean, that... I mean, based off the pictures, it looks like he... <laughs> 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 oh, 
Well, God, you know, there's a lot of bad books in Florida right now, let me tell you. That's true. Um, Texas. Yeah, well, you know, same, same. No, that's a cool one. I see that. I see the one you're talking about. Yeah, so a lot of people think that the troopers shot all of them and buried them. I mean, I don't think they buried them. Like, they don't have enough time to do that. It was probably two white racist state troopers who yeah. two Red black Hot guys. Do I even? decided to execute them, and then Brandon saw too much. Uh, here's my favorite. Uh, Ledessa, my phone is freaking out. I have to wait until the second to get it fixed. Let Jason know. What? December 30th, 2018. So you're just randomly putting that on a public page? I think okay. it's funny that people, like, years later talk about searching the scene. Like, the scene is dead after, like, two days. Yeah. I don't understand why people are saying, like... You gotta check it. There's gonna be like you know a shallow grave somewhere or some dirt with like a little branch sticking out of it. Like you know, I mean, like. I don't and the branch is gonna be his hand. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's just it's just, just there waving so many years later. Either way, he's dead. That's, That's what I've determined. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's gotta be. He's not just he's like. Not. He has well. There's no. I thought you were gonna tell me something about some like crazy like inheritance or some kind of like weird oh. like patent or something. <laughs> Like when you were like, oh, that's gonna be later when we found out, find out why. Like, what's yeah, wh why? Back to what I said, I guess at the beginning. Why is there attention drawn to a 26-year-old dude in Texas? Like, why did and does anybody? I mean, like you know, everybody has attachments. He's a father, and people care. But like, what does he have going for him that would there would be any any need for foul play? And, the, and he was just on meth, and he just like talk talk to some weird people or bad people that he happened to run into, and they just like took him out. Like, how could they be so sophisticated to take care of him in thirty minutes? And that's like, the only thing I there, can think know? of is it has to be like drug related, and they killed him and threw him in the river, like. Oh. The river's the easiest place to get rid of the bodies. It has to be drug related, totally, 100%. And do you think that, like, his call for gas was, like, literally, like, a cry for help because he's being pursued by somebody? I really yeah, feel that's probably it. Like, and he was trying to, and he's going to see his dad because he feels like it's the safest place he can go. No you know? one knows where his dad is. Like, he's three it's hours three away, away. from everything, you know? That's a really good point. And yeah, I mean, he, his truck ran out of gas because maybe he thought someone was following him, so he kept just driving. He and he wasn't that far it. from home, or maybe he just like got in the car and just beelined it and was like afraid, but there's just nothing in his tone of voice. And if he was like out of it, maybe he was like, I'm just saying maybe inherently these were the things he was thinking. Mm -hmm. But like the drugs were fucking up the, his delivery, you know? On December 22nd, the sheriff's wife wrote the below on a public message board. Okay. What many people don't realize is the 911 calls in Cope County are answered by nurses and staff. Here we go, the SOP. And staff at the local nursing home in Robert Lee. They then call the sheriff's office dispatcher. I interviewed the dispatcher for the sheriff's office that night and was told they were only told that a 911 call had come in from a stranded motorist. We had to run out of gas on Highway 277. They didn't state north or south, so deputies were sent in both directions. Hmm. Hmm. 
rabbit holes for real on this website right here. <laughs> Everyone go to missingbrandonlawson.com. <laughs> I was just reading from the victim tab. Uh, <laughs> They're going to have all these posts <laughs> that are like... Well, thank you guys for... Yeah, no. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Being on the podcast. We'll see if we find his body in another couple years. Thanks so much for tuning in to True Crime Tea Time. Join us next week for another episode. They come out every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. We'll see you then.